0: Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God centered, God focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So, the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion.
1: Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a walking in truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome Jiu Jitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel We give away free Bibles, we offer prayer, and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love Walking in Truth, and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth, everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. Is truly appreciative.
2: Romans 13. Be subject to government. Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid. For it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this... You also pay taxes, for rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Render to all what is due them, tax to whom tax is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Do this knowing the time, that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lust. I once, um, I knew a man who actually, he would, uh, Romans 13 over and over again he was he was a big-time separation of church and state guy yet he would quote Romans 13 so he was saying that we we're supposed to subject ourselves to the government but the government or the church has no place anywhere within the state because of separation of church and state and I told him I showed him many times how that doesn't work that's a double standard so I submit myself to something that won't recognize anything about the church. And then, of course, the great conversation starts about trying to discuss uh, what separation of church and state actually means. And then breaking down the amendment and uh, really looking at um, where it's being misinterpreted. And just like anyone would suspect, that conversation really goes nowhere. Uh, because so many people are are uh, so set with their feet so strongly firm in the ground that they will not budge on separation of church and state. But here's, if you start at the top and we'll work our way down, Here, here's the way that it should be. As you can read in here, no governing authority is in place except for by God's uh ordinance he's the one who put them in place and that means that even the ones that are evil god has allowed them to be in some form of governance but he's also the one who they're supposed to be submitting themselves to they are supposed to be ensuring that they avenge those and Uh, who are wronged and also who bring wrath on those who practice evil. So when someone is doing something evil within or under the authority of a governing body, that governance is supposed to um, bring the consequences on. But it's evil in regards to God's virtues. So they're not doing it by their own standard of what good and evil is. They're doing it by what God's standard is. So, they're supposed to be a a governing body that's put in place to govern for the Lord. So, if we're following the Lord's command and we're submitting ourselves um, as we're subjecting ourselves and submitting ourselves to the governing body, that governing body is supposed to be under the authority of Jesus, of the Lord, but under uh, every bit of what Jesus Christ has done for us. So, if they're not under the authority, now all of them are in place by God's, by by God's allowance. So, He's the one in His full sovereignty. He's the one who's over even. Some of the evil regimes being in place. That does not mean that those evil regimes are up to good just because God put them there. God put kings in place and God will take them down. So, we are supposed to be governed by an authority that is seeking the Lord's direction. Now, I can tell you, no matter what they say, that is not happening in the world today. That is not happening. Here in the West, in the United States of America, we have a self-serving government. They do not serve any higher power. They serve themselves. They don't even serve the people, which is the design of what the, um, the ruling documents have put in place is that they're supposed to be serving the people They're supposed to be subject to the people, but they're not. They're ruling for themselves, for their own power, for their own greed. There could be some individuals who have the desire to be serving for the people, but as a majority, the government is serving themselves. And um, now moving into our role, so we're supposed to submit ourselves to the governing authority that's been given to us by God. So, if you look at the governing authority and start at the top, that would be, of course, the govern the government within the country that you live. <clears throat> so, the the way that God gives us the guidance as to how to follow that governing body is that we're supposed to follow them in all the directions that they give unless... What they're asking us to do goes against God's kingdom. And then we're supposed to allow God to be the one to have retribution in that situation. But if they are directing us to do something against what God has called us to do, then we are supposed to um, follow all the rules within the things that are for God's kingdom, we're not against it, but then we're also given permission to not follow the rules whenever they're going against God's kingdom. Now, you can't go through and read the Bible and start to think, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. Therefore, as an example, I've heard people try to tell me that taxation is not biblical. I'm pretty sure that I just read right there that he says that you should... Give to people what is theirs, and if it's taxes, give them taxes. Jesus was not against paying taxes. He was against being charged to walk into the church. So, yeah, you're, you're supposed to do whatever they ask you to do unless it goes against God's kingdom. Now, within the separation of the church and state, this is very simple. The church is, was designed, is supposed to be the, the conscience of the state. So, the state is supposed to submit themselves to the word of God. But they have rejected the word of God. Therefore, they have no authority over them, except for the legal binding um, um, contracts and, and things that we have in place the documents that have been put in place to be the law. So since they've gotten rid of the authority, now they're going and ignoring and trying to change and misuse the law that they're supposed to be an authority under. But the uh, God is the conscience. The church is the conscience of the state. So, when you get rid of that conscience, you move from an actual ethical, never-changing ethical stance to a system of uh, that is set by morals. And morals, they change. Morals are not constant. Morals change. Ethics do not. Under the Bible, you have ethics, because there's a norm and there's something to base it against. When you have Morals, even people call situationism an ethical stance. It is not. It's a moral stance because it changes depending on the situation. And it is not biblical. So, morals will change, which is why right now we have uh, a very skewed view of good versus evil. And right and wrong. Because there is no longer an authoritative conscience helping us to determine what is virtuous and what is not. So for some people, this scripture is tough because they know that what the government is doing, they see it as evil. And I would agree, there's many things that are corrupt and just outright evil going on by the government. Well, that is not, we're we're still supposed to submit to the government uh, and do everything possible that we can to make a difference in what the government is doing, but that does not give us the right to revolt unless they are asking us to do something against God's kingdom. And then you do have God's uh, permission for revolting against those directions, so Father, um, I just pray that you would help us. I know that evil is being seen as good and good is being seen as evil, and I know that the the enemy is is um, raising an army. And raising an army to come against you and the entire purpose, the only reason why the enemy does anything, as you know, and your word says, it's to steal, kill, and destroy. There's no other agenda or purpose for the enemy. And Father, I just pray that we could come against that. We know that spiritual warfare is real. And Father, I just pray that you can help us to be Uh, spiritual warriors for you and your kingdom in our businesses in our lives, in our homes, in our churches and in our communities that, that we could come up against the evil knowing that the evil is not the flesh and blood that's around us but that it's the spiritual enemy that is plotting and scheming and planning to kill, steal and destroy Father help us guide us and uh bring knowledge, understanding, so that we can do this your way. Bring your kingdom, let your kingdom come. In Jesus name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds?